0: Hello, thanks for tuning in. You are listening to Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show, the UK science fiction, fantasy and horror podcast. This is episode 469, recorded on Friday the 30th of December 2022 at 20.38.57. Hello again everyone, and I'm just hoping I don't cock this up tonight. I'm sitting in a new corner of the Tower of Wizarding, a new corner. The corner's always been here, <laughs> I didn't magic it up. I had to move from the studio, I didn't have to move, but I wanted to do more frequent podcasting, and I think I found quite a quieter place to do it. And since the computer's completely crap for recording podcasts, as you're about to hear, I set myself up here. In the bedroom. <laughs> Which sounds a lot less precious than a Tower of Wizarding. Well, actually, Chamber of Wizarding in the Tower of Wizarding. On the other hand, I sleep on the Pharaoh's spaceship... So, yeah. Ferro Spaceship is just a big brass bed. And calling it that is, of course, equally precious. Where were we? Okay, we're in the pre-show section. Happy New Year's Eve, Eve, everyone. It does seem recently as if I can't stop podcasting, doesn't it? And, in fact, it will seem even more like that in the next couple of days, because... I've chopped up what was turning into a rather huge New Year's Day podcast that would have taken about a week to edit into smaller chunks, into three smaller chunks to be taped today and tomorrow, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. I'm trying to spread the good cheer. (laughs) If you've heard my podcast, you'll know how ridiculous that statement is. But I am trying. Ah, the noise has started up outside. I actually had to repeat that sentence three times as three sets of noise whizzed past. When I mean noise, I mean souped-up cars. How sad that is to race one on a small A road. God, I am getting old. Okay. The last you heard from me, I did a Christmas show on Christmas Day. It was a very short show. And then I uploaded it the next day, Boxing Day. So let me tell you about Boxing Day. Boxing Day was laid back. <laughs> I watched Detecturus for a Christmas special The second Christmas special they've had so far, I'm not sure that there's going to be another one. We'll get into that during the show, because there isn't that much geek stuff to talk about, so it's mainly Ramble tonight. I have also watched Glass Onion. I think I'll watch that on Boxing Day Glass Onion, uh, Knives Out Mystery, that's the sequel to Knives Out, which, as I promised on the bonfire that has become Twitter, (laughs) oh man, Elon's making a total dimwit of himself. We'll talk about that on New Year's Day. Okay, I was telling you how I moved From the study slash studio slash dining room, really? If our house was set up in that way. As I sit here, clicking the pause button every now and again, because there's so much traffic, I am beginning to regret that move. But anyway, what's happened is, and the reason I'm no longer tied to my PC, is that my PC's audio is so rubbish that it puts out this e <laughs> when I record whether or not the mic is plugged in or the mixer is on. So it is definitely sound coming from the computer itself. Something in the software, something in the drivers, or just crappy components, which is most likely the case. I recorded a few podcasts with that whining there because I didn't notice it with my new DT-150s. Had I been wearing my £10 JVCHA S160 headphones instead of the considerably more than £100 Beyerdynamic DT-150 cans, I would have clearly heard that annoying whine. It is a hard and painful lesson that my recently bought DT-150 are good headphones for chilling, but not for mixing or mastering, which is strange because they are dynamic. The DT-150s, the DT-700s, all those headphones were designed for use in the studio. just shows you that relying on a brand name, Might not be a good idea. I am keeping the DT150s, because like I said, they are good for chilling and relaxing. It has a nice, pleasant, smooth sound. But yeah, my old, tiny, D-shaped on-ear JVC headphones, from the era of Sony Walkmans, maybe a bit later, maybe 90s, but they kind of look 80s-ish, are really good and revealing headphones for editing audio. And they only cost £10. And they're discontinued. Oh well. Getting down to what I was actually talking about... For the foreseeable future let me just tell you about my rig and gig changes. Well I've told you about my gig change, I've moved to the bedroom. I am instead of using the PC recording on a Sony PCM M10 recorder with the usual Shure SM fifty eight microphone. And I do not want to talk about microphones anymore, but I just wanted to mention one thing, just briefly. I was using the Shura SM7B, that was not working for me. The audio it was recording for my particular voice was both muddy and essy, or sibilant. There does remain some sibilance using the SM58, but... Strangely, not as much as the darker SM7V. Anyway, too much mic talk. I am still looking for a mic, though, strangely. <laughs> oh, I hate spending money on this stuff. I just hate doing it. It just leaves you with stuff that you need to eBay, and it's just a pain in the backside. I just wish there was a shop somewhere where you could just try all these mics in different scenarios, but yeah, the reason I'm still looking for a mic isn't so much for the podcast. It's for playing my instruments and singing. You see, although the sure sounds okay here, I hope, it does not sound great through my PA arrangement. It sounds, again, like the guy singing in the bathtub, or the shower, or some drunk guy just singing during an open mic or karaoke, yeah, not great. Sorry, I've digressed. Anyway, the whole point is, using that setup, which is something I haven't done for a while, today's episode is mostly a relaxing ramble. I say relaxing, I'm pretty damn tense right now. And of course, taped, as I've now several times said... (laughs) Not from the laboratory of wizarding, i.e. the studio-slash-office-slash-dining room, but from the tower chamber of wizarding, i.e. my bedroom. Wizard, wizard, enjoy, enjoy. Okay. Mostly ramble, but I did, at the very last minute, find something of geek, i.e that is science fiction fantasy and horror geek interest to tell you and that is because earlier today i had to go to the doctor for a reason that i'm not going to go into right now as i was there there was a nearby charity shop for bernardo's i went in i went through the books as i tend to do whenever there's a charity bookshop or second-hand bookshop or a bookshop of any kind, and just have a browse, and I made a splendid acquisition. Today, that purchase was a newish paperback copy of Richard Matheson's 1954 horror novel about a vampire plague apocalypse. Come on, you know the one I'm talking about. I am legend. I Am Legend is a great book if you haven't read it before. The prose is modern and fast-paced, despite the date of publication, 1954, so don't let that put you off if you're interested. I Am Legend, of course, was the subject of three screen adaptations, the first with Vincent Price, and you can see that for free at archive.org. Years ago, I wrote an article and probably mentioned it on the podcast. Just look it up. It is available on archive.org and it's a great movie and you can download it and watch it. There was also the fantastic Charlton Heston version, The Omega Man, and there was the Will Smith adaptation as well. And there has also been a comic book. All those things I've talked about to some degree or the other in this podcast. Seriously, if you're listening to this and haven't subscribed, then first of all, how are you listening to this? I guess you might be listening to it through archive.org's media player page. If that's the only way you're listening to it, and you have a mobile phone, download AntennaPod. subscribe to my podcast and peruse the back catalogue of Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show's archives, you will not regret it. Or you may live to regret it, but then it'll be too late and I'll have more listens to boast about. By the way, I did check my listener numbers earlier today. Well, you know what? I check several times a day. And don't let any podcaster tell you that they're not that concerned about their listener figures. If they do, they're lying. Anyway, the point is, my listenership is rapidly going up during Christmas. I'm not sure why that is, but I'm grateful. It's not the first time this has happened, and it's not the greatest number of extra listeners during a Christmas period. That was one Christmas... Years ago, I don't know what year, I've been doing this for so long, but I was getting thousands of listens for each show during the Christmas period. I don't think I'm quite doing that yet, but yeah, you know, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Thank you for listening. Where was I? I am legend, a great book. I say it was a newish paperback. It almost looked brand new, actually. Ah, oh, I am glad for people who are careful with their purchases, but that book hardly looked read. I don't think it'd even been opened. It was one of those Gollancz paperback classics. Ah, oh, Gollancz. I wish I had the full collection of Gollancz yellow hardbacks in their science fiction catalog. Man, Oh, I used to love those books. I don't know why there's something very satisfying about those plain yellow hardback covers and the fancy fonts, which was the only artwork, because the Victor Golars company was very canny about saving money. I'm sorry, I'm going to actually have to pause the podcast here because there is too much noise. I'm going to have to come back in a couple of hours, or find another place, and record at that point. Okay, and we are back. It is exactly 11 o'clock, and I'm back to continue this podcast. I'm back in the laboratory of wizarding. The chamber didn't work out. I know that some people record a duvet, but with my back, forget it. Okay, let's see, where were we in the show notes? I am legend, yeah, we talked about that. Oh, this is awkward. Next, those very annoying Doctor Who spoilers. As I've complained about quite a few times recently, and generally constantly... The Doctor Who spoilers remain frustratingly impossible to avoid, short of smashing one's television with a large hammer. Oh, that was my stomach, sorry about that. I really don't understand what the point is of banging on about something so far in advance of its actual broadcast. Surely, the ratio of expectation to saturation has been exceeded by now? It also frustrates me no end by reminding me of the lack of New Who this Christmas. And New Year, there isn't any New Who special. So these spoilers are just too much and too little. Yes, they had that teaser thing, but ah, that was almost nothing and didn't really whet my appetite for anything. If you're a New Who podcaster, rather than an old Who podcaster like me, or you're a blogger, it's grist to the mill. But for fans of New Who like me, it's not welcome. Yes, considering how many things I spoil, That statement seems a little rich, but generally I talk about media months, years, and even decades after release, so it's not as if my spoilers are that spoilery. But yeah, I'm just fed up of the Doctor Who spoilers. It is so hard to avoid, and it's so far in the future when we get to see David Tennant and Catherine Tate, Donna Noble, and... Then later on, shooty. It's just going to be a while, and I don't want to be reminded, I don't want to have anything spoiled, I just want to come to the thing fresh and yeah, stop it with the spoilers. Next, Krishna and Rukmini. We are back talking about comic books again. At last, how long has it been? It has been years hasn't it? Or maybe months? No, it seems like more than that. But never mind, we are here and we are talking about them again. More mythology than science fiction, fantasy and horror. So I've stuck this item in the ramble section. Yes, we are now officially in the ramble section. On Christmas Eve Eve, An Amar Chitra Kathar comic, a Krishna and Rukmini comic book, was rescued from a terminal drenching in our garage. Luckily, it didn't get wet. It was just damp feeling, or cold more than anything else. It has now dried out, and is in pretty good condition. I believe it's from the 80s. This particular comic. It retells folklore from India. If you haven't seen comics published by Amar Chitra Kathar before, I'd advise you to do an image search on the internet. They have this really great colourful art that doesn't age. It could have been drawn any time from... The 1970s to now. Although I think this was probably drawn in the late 70s. And they are available in English. I'm not sure if they're available in other scripts. Like Hindi. Because I've seen other owners of these comics in India. Publishing photos of their comics on social media. And they always look in English, so I'm not sure. The point is, for us English readers and speakers, you can get your hands on these and you can read them, and they're very interesting and very exciting. You might also want to look up the work of one of the series' more prolific artists, Pratap Mulik. And yeah, they're great comics, and also, without a stack of these comics, I'm afraid to say, I'd probably know a lot less about my own culture. Amar, Chitra, Cathar, great comics. Next, let's talk about some stuff I watched. Detectoris. Mackenzie Crook and Toby Jones return in this one-off Christmas special, available on BBC iPlayer. One thing that we didn't get, unfortunately, so that geeky blokes like me were cruelly geek-baited, was the promise of the participation of anthropologist Alice Roberts. She is referenced by Andy and Lance at the British Museum during the episode, when, I think, is it Lance? Is that his name? Oh my god, I'm forgetting. But anyway, one of the characters says, Do you think Alice Roberts would be there? (laughs) Because they're hoping to see her. But then she's only captured in a blurry background shot on the stairs of the British Museum as they leave. Mackenzie Crook... You tease, tease, tease. Anyway, in this special episode, the bones of the plot are the two friends come into conflict over an ancient, finds-rich battlefield. It goes semi Indiana Jones towards the end, before the pair head off to the pub, which is how these things always end. <laughs> We all enjoyed it at Castle Royenstein, even Igor. And his foul brethren. Next, the best of Susie and the Banshees. Christmas Day was when I opened the best of Susie and the Banshees CD that I bought back in October. I bought the 2002 Polydor compilation, The One With The Eyes, you know, the one with the panda eyes, eye makeup. The eye makeup that Susie Sue is known for, and frankly, so was I. <laughs> I was at uni, and I probably had more makeup on than her, so it wasn't simple guyliner. I had the whole thing, occasionally blue eyeshadow as well, in honour of Spock. <laughs> anyway, I... ...waited so long to open this CD, partly because of the wrapping around CDs is so tiresome to remove, but I did remove it. I don't know if it's the best Banshees collection. I'm a fan, but not enough of a fanatic to know that, but I thought it was really great. The songs are all extremely well known and are perfect for a party, and really complemented my YouTube disco mixtape that I was blasting from my Roland Street Cube. I describe it as tinkly, sparkly, occasionally swirly, like a lovely gentle flurry, a blizzard light, if you will, in the snow globe. And at this stage, it's... Almost pointless even describing more than that because Susie and the Banshees, the hits, are so well known. Still on the subject of music, I've got an RIP. RIP Wilco Johnson, the ex guitar hero of Lee Brillo's brilliant punk antecedents, Dr. Feelgood, passed away back in November. He was also known, I suppose, by later generations for his sinister bit part in Game of Thrones, where he played a mute, evil executioner who menaces Arya. Wilco Johnson had more years than he thought he would, but it's never quite enough, is it? I'm still learning to play the way he played, the way he riffed, over a rhythm it's a hyper speeded up version of those old solo blues man's rhythm guitar interspersed with melodies fast enough to fool the brain and it's all happening at the same time it's a very cool technique perfect for the one-man band and the reason why i like to try and learn that style of blues playing okay and next another irip i'm afraid and that is of Pele, I'm not a football fan, but I am English, so... Oh, Oh, sorry, sorry about that, sorry, forget that. R.I.P. Pele, his real name, Edson Arantes de Nascimento, who died recently. The Brazilian superstar footballer was such a celebrity fixture for so many years, his name filled the ether of my youth. So goodbye, Pele. Finally, this is nothing to do with celebrity or things that I have watched or listened to or read. It's to do with the cost of living in the UK. We all know that bills have gone up, groceries have got ridiculously expensive. Every time you go to the checkout, you realise how much you've paid and it's more than ever everything's gone up however and this might sound a bit niche in a time when most of us are using google calendars and indeed i do use google calendars but i also use a philofax. i visited wh smith recently but i aborted buying Two WH Smith branded personal organizer refills and a lined note paper refill. One was going to be a Christmas present. When I was told at the checkout that the price of these three small stacks of paper totaled to £18, well, just under £18. I protested that it was too much, and the annoyed cashier asked someone to confirm the price, an equally annoyed looking lady, and they did. It was that much. So I threw my hands up in the air and walked out saying that they were more expensive than actual Filofax refills. When I checked later, though, No. They were not more expensive than Filofax-branded refills. If I had bought the same small stack of paper online via Filofax, it would have cost me over £20. What the hell is going on? How can things be that expensive now? Last year, I paid for two diaries. uh, Very little, because I bought them out of season. But still, that seems really expensive. As one of the few holdouts still using paper organizers, I'm going back to making my own refills. I'll put up a blog post about how to do it yourself, Filofax Refills soon. It is something that I've talked about before. I'm not sure if I've talked about this on the podcast, but I've definitely blogged about it before. I think I've been mentioned on the Filofaxi blog, so yeah, I'm really into organisers. I've got quite a few actually, but that's straying and that is definitely not science fiction, fantasy and horror. That is it for today. That is it for the first of three shows made up of one extremely long show that I've chopped up. Like I said, I'll be talking to you again tomorrow and then the next day on New Year's Day. So we are going to have something to talk about on each of those days, something geeky. I've just paused because I've moved the mic to an unusual place, even for my studio. I'm not where I used to be, in front of the computer, because there's no point now. I have my mic plugged into a portable recorder on which I'm taping this so I don't have to be in front of the computer and I've got a printout of my notes so I can point the mic away from most of the extraneous noise. The point is I'm standing next to a bookshelf and on that bookshelf is the Richard Matheson I Am Legend paperback that I bought today. And yeah, it is almost untouched. There are a few scuffs on it but it is in very, very good condition. It's one of the Golar's science fiction masterworks. And the retail price was £9, and I got it for 60p. I'm definitely doing my bit to recycle. The edition I've got was published in... Oh, I don't think I can tell offhand. Not sure. It's only a couple of years old. Maybe not even a year old. I don't know. Mm. And on the front, the cover art has a series of blurry faces that come closer and closer to you, and then the one nearest you is a skull-like face with fangs reaching out for you with clawed hands and pointy nails. It is extremely disturbing. Well done. Who did the cover art? Based on illustration by Jim Feeson or Thyssen. I'll just pop that back on the shelf. And that's it then. The show you just heard is made by me, Roy Matour, a writer. Matur is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMatur.com. If you want to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen, recommend it to a friend or mortal enemy, or click on the contact or support link on the website. Thanks for tuning in. You were listening to Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show, the UK geek science fiction fantasy and horror podcast, episode 469, recorded on Friday, the thirtieth of December, two thousand and twenty-two, and the time at the end of the show is twenty-three twenty-five forty-seven. Thanks for listening, everyone, and bye bye for now. Bye. Mortal enemy.